Welcome to the CNJ Show. So, were you all out? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the CNJ Show, everybody. We're back after a few days. We just needed a break because there was too much wrestling, but that's all good. Uh, once again, there was too much wrestling, but we decided to say, fuck it. <laughs> uh, you didn't really watch much, did you? Uh, I, I, Jay, I did not, and um, actually, I didn't watch anything. I just watched um, some recaps from basically all the shows. Um, nothing, nothing vastly important really happened um, this week. Uh, I, to be one hundred percent honest with you, I don't even remember what happened on Monday night. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what happened. Oh, Tuesday night, Eric Young won the title, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I've kind of lost interest in Impact in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't. It just. It, it's not. It, it's better than Raw. I'll say that. But it's just so bad in general that my my interest has been down the drain. And then um, Tuesday also we had that fatal four way match. It was it was a decent match, but they move. What's up? I bet you hated the finish. It was horrible, and then it just it went to <laughs> Cole and Beller for next week, and they just got to drag it out one more fucking week. And I don't, I'm assuming Finn's winning on Tuesday if I had to take a guess, but I don't really even care about this at the moment. Uh, I miss, I miss Cross as he should be here. Um, I don't get Chapa not winning this because I would assume that's the direction they were going in is a face cross against a heel Chapa. I could be wrong. Um, there's that Wednesday night set up, um, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Sorry, Thursday night set up, uh, dynamite. Um, no, dynamite oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday night. <laughs> I see I'm all fucking behind here. Wednesday <laughs> set up dynamite. Um, whatever, you know, MJF beat the shit out of Moxley with Wardlow. Um, that was fine. Um, Friday, I, I will agree from just highlights based was the best of the week somehow. Um, <laughs> I'll let you talk about that briefly and then we can get into all out. I'll, I'll throw you my opinion in a minute, but yeah. What do you... the, the only, well, I, I'll start with this. The only thing I'm going to say about raw is there was legit three things that I liked on a three hour friggin' show. And, and one of them was actually, only one that I really, really liked, and it lasted for less than three minutes. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Uh, it's funny with Impact. I'm the opposite. Like, like you're, um, and, and I get it. You know, it's it's overall. It's why your your uh, interests have diminished. But like the last few weeks, I've really enjoyed Impact a lot, a lot more than I have in years. So, um, EY winning the belt, I think it makes sense. Uh, I know we were talking about maybe it was too early at first, but I'm thinking it's it's perfect because if you think about it, titles are only supposed to be defended once every 30 days, and uh, at the minimum. And EY or not EY, Eddie has been defending it literally almost every week since he won it. So it's kind of like a change in direction, breath of fresh air. EY doesn't have to defend that belt again till Bound for Glory, so it makes perfect sense. Um. Russell House is over now. Makes me sad because I love it, but whatever. That's another thing. Um, but yeah, I know I enjoyed Impact. Uh, NXT, 
I'll be honest with you. I actually enjoyed the finish because I wanted Cole to like win, <laughs> even though he doesn't really need to win and it doesn't make sense for him to win, but he's the, the one guy I like the most out of all four of those guys. So the fan in me wanted to see Cole win. So when he tied it at the end, I popped and I loved it. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to have this. The thing I didn't like about it, we just kind of did shit like this. And it's like, you know, you got to stop with this lazy booking. You really do. Because it's turning C off here. <laughs> it's turning lots of people off. Turning me off to a point. But, you know, um, yeah, the whole thing with Ciampa, you know, being the heel across the face. I, it's, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know where, where they're going with that. But it was funny because I thought it was going to be either Gargano or Ciampa that was going to win that. and Because I'm like, yeah, the two guys that aren't going to do it, Finn and Cole, comes down to Finn and Cole. It's the only two. So kind of funny they reversed it on me. Um, yeah, Dynamite really, like the Mox and, and uh, MJF thing at the end was was really the, the best thing on the show. Um, from what I remember, I don't really remember. I mean, I hate man getting kicked out of the Elite, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just... I don't know, what was that last week? I don't even remember. That was last. That was last week. I think this week was uh, oh, okay. when they when they confronted. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kenny Kenny did his interview. That's right. And Kenny like kind of walked off. Yeah. All right. But whatever. Uh yeah. And then SmackDown. Okay. So this is what I want to say about SmackDown. Then we can go on uh, to all out. Best show of the week. Best WWE produced show in quite some time. And it only had three matches on a two hour show. But the three matches counted for something. So that actually made me happy. Um, I'm getting tired of ambulance angles because they've done it, seems like, every week now. Um, Stretcher jobs, whatnot, whatever. I'm confused as to why they took the tag team wrestler, who they were pushing to be a singles wrestler, off of um, you know the, the, mat, the main event and put in another one. I get it from a storyline standpoint. It makes perfect sense. But from a like trying to push a guy and like tell everybody, yeah, you're gonna push him, blah blah blah, makes no sense, and that's probably why they did it. But for who? Um, for Biggie and, and Jey Uso, like, yeah, and put Jey Uso in. Like he took out one tag team wrestler, you know, and put in another one. Well, they wanna, like, but it's like I said, they wanna hold off right, Biggie for a little bit, I would imagine. Yes, I, I mean, yeah, he's not. I don't like. I said, I don't think he's ready yet for it, whatever reason. But really, neither is neither is Jey Uso. But they kind of. Te- oh, of course. They not. teased him a couple months ago with the you know with the IC IC title um, battle royal yeah. thing. So, and is it isn't Jimmy the one? I could be wrong. Isn't Jimmy the one with 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 the legal issues with the police set? Uh, I don't know. I think. Both of them have had their issues, but maybe it is Jimmy. Well, regardless, yeah, I think it. I think it is Jimmy because Jimmy's the one married to Naomi, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I think yeah. I, I think they've had more invested in Jay, regardless. So I guess, but not lately. <laughs> I mean, the IC title was like three months ago. Yeah, but I think they've been. But, I, uh, I think this is big for him because this takes him to you know that that next level. Like he's still a. He's still like I think he's out of the with this match, he's out of the tag team division in my eyes, and he's more in the mid to upper card category, depending on how he performs in the match. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Um Yeah, so well the 
the first match I think they had was the tag team match, right? With with Heavy Machinery against Miz and Morrison. The only thing I liked about it was at the end when they finally did something with the money in the bank where Morrison stole the briefcase, obviously we find out later on he put the contract in the lunch pail box. Yeah. Which was fine. But um, I, I enjoyed it because of the angle thing. Now, the second match, women's tag team titles. All right. So, you know, I've been very critical on this. I've, 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 I've been adamant that Bailey and Sasha has to happen at Mania. They, they, they've, been, they've spent way too much time and years, for that matter, building this up for this match not to happen at WrestleMania. And I think while I initially was pissed that they went the way of turning her now, the way they did it puts a huge smile on my face because I don't think there's any doubt now that they're saving it till Mania. Sasha's going to be off TV. I was sitting there cheering, like, wanting Bailey to beat her up more because I didn't think it was enough to keep her off TV. But, you know, when she did the chair spot on the, on the neck, I was like, yes! You know, like the Kane Shawn Michaels thing from years ago. I was like, yes. But, uh, you know, I, I, I really see, like, either Bailey comes back at the Rumble, like, or no, Bailey, uh, Sasha comes back at the Rumble, surprise entrant, blah, 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 whatever. Or they even save it and wait until Elimination Chamber, you know, she's a surprise entrant in that or whatever. They, they have, like, five of the six or whatever. I, I don't know how they're going to go with it, but I, I totally can see it happening now, and to me, that was that put a huge smile on my face, and that kind of erased all the bad shit that happened this week when wrestling last two weeks actually uh, with WWE at least. And I was like, "All right, cool, I, I'm, I'm happy now." You know, granted, I could be wrong, and they could fuck it up, and should be back next week, and they'll be at Clash Champions. However, <laughs> for right now, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, "All right, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen." Um. The uh, what you think about that? Um, I think she's gonna be back relatively soon. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not holding this off till Mania, man. We're in, we, we're, we're the first week of September. Like, come on, we're closer to last year's WrestleMania than we are this, next year's. So, I mean, it's not happening. Um, I would. The likelihood is that this is going to go to a hell in a cell at at, at hell in a cell. They're already say they're saving well. What reports are they're saving one hell in a cell match for uh, Drew and Orton or a triple threat between the, the those two and Lee. And the other possible scenario, well, there's they're going to be two matches. The other one is a women's match, and I'm assuming it's going to be Sasha and Bailey. I I, I I yeah, I don't see the Jaders. No way they're holding us off the mania. All right, but if they do, your boy called it. That, <laughs> that's fine. I, I yeah, but with uh, with Charlotte returning, Becky returning, um, Ronda, probably Sonya Deville at some point, and even if Tessa debuts, which I still think she's going to AEW at this point, but uh, it's it's more. There's no way. There's just there's just too much to go on, but um. Yeah, it was bound to happen. It kind of just happened. I figured they would have made this go a little bit longer to set up Hell in the Cell more. Because now you're going to have a match at if they do have a match at Clash. What? What I here's what I this is what I think is going to happen, Jay. I think they're going to just ignore Sasha being like you know she's injured, she's out, blah blah blah. Bailey will have her match at um, Clash of Champions. Sasha will 
either cost her the title or something interfere in the match or something where, you know, maybe Bailey takes the loss but doesn't lose, whatever the case may be. And then this will set up Hell in the Cell and maybe, you know, start that three-match triangle with the second match. Something like that is going to happen, but I, I will see. Yeah, well, we'll see. You're right. Um, the match itself I thought was really good, too. I was surprised. I thought it was better than their, their match at Payback. Um, they, they really started building Sasha up and giving her sympathy because she was playing the, the Ricky Morton face in peril, uh, you know, in the, in the match getting beat up really, you know, and then, uh, you know, obviously she took the pin and that's when Bailey turned on her, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that you, you're wrong because you probably are right, but I'm hoping against hope. <laughs> um, yeah, then the main event, Jey Uso wins. Like, like, the whole, well, the promo to start the show, I should say, I thought Paul Heyman was, was awesome. I thought Roman Reigns was awesome. I thought it was the best promo I've heard from Roman Reigns probably ever. Um, and it was just like everything they did with him throughout the show, I thought was very well done. Like the interactions with him and Jay, um, you know, they did it twice or whatever, you know, it, it, like I said, storyline wise, it makes sense. I think Roman's just going to beat the ever living shit out of him at Clash of Champions, squash him, maybe, I don't know, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. The, the four way though, it was fine for what it was. It was, it was kind of surprising, uh, to see him get the win, but it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, when, when I first heard that he was inserted in the match, I'm like, okay, like, I still thought, you know, there were he probably wasn't going to win because he's still a tag wrestler. And I was thinking, all right, are they going to give it a riddle? I mean, you know, what are they doing here? Anyways, wasn't going to be a heel, but, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was an enjoyable show. So speaking of enjoyable show, well, well wait, hold on one <laughs> second. Let me, I, I do got one thing to say about Roman. Oh yeah. Um, okay. I will say this and I've been saying this for a long time. I think Roman needed to be heel. He, you know, you give him a mouthpiece, he does the whole, you know, the tribal chief Roman. I, I, I like it. Um, it, it. He's that, you know, pissed off Samoan, he, he, you know, that, that they kind of should have went this route a long time ago with him, I think. But they obviously were more invested in Seth being a heel. And it's worked out. But um, so real quick about the, ma- the match of Clash of Champions. This is where they're going to this is where it's going to be interesting with with, with Jay. If Jay has a good match against Roman, it's going to carry on for Jay to be a, a good singles wrestler. My concern about this is, is and, you, and you hit the nail on the head here, this might just be a flat-out squash match. Like, this might just be Roman goes in there and fucking destroys him. And what could possibly, you know, I would hate them to go this route, Jay. Or, or, but, Jay, <laughs> but um, if he does this, can we see Jimmy returning and fighting Roman for a one-off at Hell in a Cell? Maybe. I don't know how close he is to returning, though. But anyway, but yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, it was the it was the best product on the show this week, which or on the schedule this week, which is bizarre. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> very, very very bizarre. But uh, yeah, so so speaking of uh, entertaining. All out, <laughs> twenty twenty. <laughs> what did you think overall? Before we start talking about certain matches and whatnot. 
Okay, so overall, it was the worst AEW pay-per-view um, they've had, just all across the board. Um, the match layout in terms of the match, the way they had the match, like where the matches were, didn't make sense. Um, they, even with the 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 pre-show, like they threw on Janela and Serpent, Serpentico, like... I, I said this to you in a text. Like I felt like I was watching a dynamite more than all out. And I think obviously it has to do with the location still. And I wish they would have maybe attempted at a different setup or something um, just to do something different. And they didn't. And, and that's fine. Uh, shit. I would have been, I know this is going to sound crazy. I would have been okay with them setting up. I, on the field, maybe, you know, like, like, but I get it. The Jacks play in a week. So they weren't going to do that. Um, yeah, man, it, to me, it was the worst AEW show, but with that being said, it still was better than SummerSlam payback, um, emergence. It wasn't better than takeover. I'll say that. And, but it, yeah, you know, it, I was disappointed with a lot, Jay. I was expecting a lot of shit to happen. Uh, surprises, um, big moves, you know. Only one thing really happened, and it didn't really happen. It was more just what was said, and we'll get to that later. And, yeah, man, I don't know. What did you think overall? Well, I think it's a fair assessment to say it's probably, I don't want to say the worst um, of the shows that they've done pay-per-view wise, but it probably was definitely not even close to the best. Um, I know that's a very broad <laughs> strain there, but um, I, I, I think that, and I, and I said this to you in a text too, I think that we've been conditioned as fans to expect to see and to expect to be wowed when it comes to AEW, where it's like surprises, debuts, uh, you know, storyline progression, like matches, all that stuff. I think this was their first show where they didn't give that to us. And that's why we feel it's not the best or the worst or whatever. Um, but like I said, like going into it, like my expectations like a month or two ago for this show were like sky high. But like, you know, the last few dynamites I've just seen, like, you know, with, with the start of them, putting together this card it's just it just seemed like it was like okay uh, i guess it's not gonna be what i thought it was so i was kind of already you know uh conditioned to the fact that i wasn't gonna get anything great um that being said it wasn't a bad show i think that there definitely were some some good matches and i think there was one that was great uh, and I think there was another one that was borderline great, but uh, other than that, I mean, they, they were good matches. Now, I agree with you in a sense where it felt like we were watching just di- uh, Dynamite, and, you know, it could be the fact that we're finally in a pandemic, you know, they realize we're in a pandemic, that they're at Daly's Place, they're always at Daly's Place, they've been at Daly's Place since March, every show, and you know, it, it's there. I think there maybe the creative juices are kind of maybe I don't want to say halting, 
but maybe they're not flowing as greatly as they were. Like they've had time to build stuff and they've given us stuff over time. And maybe now it's come down to, well, I don't know what we do next. And maybe that's where we are like at a holding pattern. Now, I don't know if, you know, the next two months, we're probably still going to be at Daly's place. So I don't see anything changing with that. Um, with fans coming back slowly now, um, that might help, although I don't think it really added to the show last night at all. Um, you know, the maybe they they need to start using piped-in crowd noise like WWE does, although I would hate that if they did. Uh, just throwing, you know, suggestions out, though, to see, you know, what it could what they could do to help because yeah, man, it just, it did not feel like a pay-per-view at all. Well, one thing I will say is um, I think we have got groomed in our head to constantly expect, you know, the unexpected and, and shit in someone to debut and, you know, just, you know, like we're, we're so groomed at AEW because it's a new company and it's only been a year. You know, like, or yeah, like yeah, a year, right? Or or, or no, no. Well, was it a little over or a little? Well, a little yet. Well, t- technically, they were they became a company in January of 2019, but they didn't have their first show. Until so yeah, May. so it's a little over a year. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's like all every paper every pay per view we've had this epic shit happen, and we gotta come to a, a realization here that it can't happen every single pay-per-view. But with that being said, I, I my argument towards that is, is they have less pay-per-views. So they have, um, you know, Full Gear, they have Double or Nothing, they have uh, All Out, and they have Re- uh, Revolution, and I, I guess Fight for the Fallen, if you want to count that. So they have five. So with only having five pay-per-views when WWE has, you know, 14, 15, if you include the Saudi shows, like we do expect, and, and that's not even included NXTs. So we, we do expect more because there's less pay-per-views. Well, I think with the fight for the fallen and the fighter fest, that one, yeah, yeah, that, that, that that's the other one I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that they are, what they did with them this year, I think, is going to be the plan going forward. I think they still want to just stick to the four pay-per-view a year format, which I'm fine with. Uh, but, you know, with those shows, just make them like special dynamite shows like they did with the Bash at the Beach. Yeah. You know, uh, or earlier in the year, things like that. And, you know, the, the pandemic really just threw a monkey wrench in everybody's life. But, uh, you know, especially them. So, I mean, I... I it, it's hard to to measure them up to like the norm, so to speak, because we we I mean, in, in all honesty, we have not gotten a full year of the norm when it comes to AEW shows. I mean, we've got October to I mean, if you count Dynamite's only October to March, you know, when when the when the fans stopped and everything got fucked up, but. You know, like like we can go by the pay per views of what they've given us, and like you know, double or nothing from May of this year was was entertaining. It was good. You know, the stadium stampede match was great, 
But if you compare it to what Double or Nothing was from the year previous, I mean, yeah, it was brand new and it was something different. But, you know, I, I obviously the one from the year previous in my mind was, was the better show overall. Um, but like I said, it's hard to do that because, like, you know, there, there's just certain things. Yeah, we've, we've given AEW lots of credit because in the pandemic, they've still managed to create creative entertaining content and they have for months but like i said i think maybe they're just coming to that point now where it's like what are we gonna do next? well they're gonna like, get you know, they, you know, they're gonna get at some point here they're gonna like you know every company does where they hit that 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 yeah. that okay like we can't give you guys a new wrestler every week we can't give you guys a new situation every week you know some shit's gonna get repetitive I mean, it, you know, it, it's right. going to happen. I mean, and also, you know, who's out there that that, that that we're all, you know, in terms of debuts and all blah, blah, blah. I mean, okay, you got Mike Bennett, you got EC3, you got Tessa. I, I mean, who, who am I really missing that's honestly on the market right now that, that you're expecting to debut? So we can't expect every show to have a new wrestler debut. And, and also that takes away from the event sometimes like, okay, like double or nothing, Brian cage debuted. He didn't take away from the event, but he, you know, kind of put it, kind of put himself in the championship picture, you know, then last year, obviously Mox debuted, but that was a different situation. That was, that was like Mox, like, you know, that, 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 that's your franchise, you know? And then, you know, at all, all out last year, Santana and Ortiz debuted, Um, you know? So like, uh, you know, like I said, it's, we we just we've been treated too good and we expect too much and we also have to you know bend for them a little bit because we do tend to bend for WWE as much as we hate them so much we don't hate them we just bend yeah. for the bullshit and we got to kind of do that to AEW sometimes but yeah I would agree but with that. um I, I think that, yeah uh, the, the other thing too is. Uh... Full gear last year in uh, Retribution. Revolution. Uh, Re- Revolution. Ted Retribution. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, um, the two shows last year and so far this year that had surprise debuts were Double or Nothing and All Out. With Full Gear, to my knowledge, from what I remember, and uh, Revolution, there wasn't really any debuts. They just gave us awesome matches. Yeah, because wait, wait, was Full Gear when. Uh, MJF turned on Cody. Yeah. Okay. And then Revolution obviously was Mox winning the title. Um, yep. And then Double or Nothing, obviously. Bucks. I mean, the Omega Jericho match is great, but it, it. Oh, and then Full Gear had obviously Omega and Mox, which was fucking bananas. Um, yep. Yeah. And then obviously Mox and Jer or Jericho and uh, Omega was fantastic, and Cody and fucking Dustin was a bloodbath. I mean, so they've. They, they, t- I'll say this about AEW. They tend to give you, regardless, their pay per view is going to give you three or four good fucking, good to excellent matches. Playing, like, without a doubt, you're going to get four matches that are at worst great, good, good, great, and possibly excellent. And that's exactly, and that's what all I was. I'll say there was at least four matches on this card that I thought were good to excellent. 
or good to great. I'll say good to great. Excellence, obviously, a five-star match, but I'll, I'll say good to great. All right. Um, well, that being said, why don't we talk about some of those matches? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you could start with the first one. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I messaged you this, and I, I, I think that they did this because Britt wasn't medically cleared yet. The way, you know, it, it's not really cinematic because they didn't shoot it in that way, but it definitely was pre-taped. Um, and, you know, I mean, it had spots in it. It was fine. You know, I mean, for it being what it was, I was not surprised that Britt lost. Um, I'll say this, though. If she was medically cleared, if this was here like it should have been and it would have been an in-ring match i believe brit would have won um it's a creative finish though was well using the, the gas to knock her out to get the win so that was quite interesting but other than that man yeah i i, I don't know it was it was a disappointing way to start the pay-per-view i thought though yeah um it's it's never good when you start a pay-per-view off with a gimmick match you know like like this and and, and that kind of instantly i was like oh god no guys don't do this this is a wwe move and um yeah. here's my issue like i didn't it just it wasn't a match to me it was more just like almost like big swole tracking down where Britt baker was and being the shit out of her i mean i love the syringe um move from fucking Brit. That was kind of fucking cool. But like, um, and I'm pretty sure that's her actual office. Um, yeah. But with that being said, yeah, man, I would have actually held this off because even if she's not medically cleared to wrestle and there's any accident that fucked it up, you know what I'm saying? It didn't because there's no reports, but if there was any accident that could have cost her more time just to have this take place, I thought would have been a bad move. Um, I would have tell me on this because I don't remember. Did Big Swole and and uh, Reba fight? Uh, like a one on one yeah. match. I don't believe. See, so. I would have. I would have held off. I would have held off the Brit and Big Swole thing probably to full gear, which I is when I think they'll have their actual one-on-one which still seems so far away but for, but i but they've been good with this with this feud i think what they could have did was held didn't even have a match on all out and maybe did this wednesday or the following wednesday did reba and um big swole as just kind of like the big you know just to set up more for all out or for full gear because you know man you don't want to risk even though it's film that i'm sure they took their precious time you know, you, you, you don't want to risk it. You, you don't. You don't. But um, I will say this. I, I don't know. If, I kind of hope Brick keeps that outfit she had. I, I think she it looked better than her typical one. And she actually looked, am I wrong? I, granted, she wasn't in the ring, but she looked like, like a little bigger. Like she wasn't like uh, as frail as she has looked in the past. But. Yeah, that maybe I don't know. I had to go back and see. But it. yeah, man, that's what I got. I don't. know. I just wish. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's all I got on this one. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, so 
Bucks and Jurassic Express. Yeah. Um, it was fine. You know, Bucks definitely wrestled heel-ish, which is fine. Uh, Marco kind of did a little heel move, too, but <clears throat> kind of just, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it did seem like it was a match that should have happened on Dynamite. You know, it just it wasn't really wasn't anything that blew me away on it that was pay-per-view quality at all it was just you know bucks getting a win so um they did do their usual pose entrance so that was cool which they did not do on dynamite but uh yeah i don't know what you think yeah uh this is another match that um you know it's not that we've seen it before necessarily in that sense, but they do so many tag matches that it is uh, repetitive at times. And um, here we are, two matches in, Jay, and they haven't had a, a show stealer. And, and, and not that you need to, but you need to open you know, pay-per-views. And this is the thing where WWE lacks... Not even WWE, but a lot of wrestling brands just don't do is they don't open with, like, something that's going to grab your attention. And NXT actually did this. They When they opened with Thatcher and Finn, I was like, okay. You know, I always, in my head, I was like, this could be the match of the night, just how they, who they are. You know, they could put on a show stealer, and they put on a fucking good bar- barn burner. And, and they, you know, so far two matches in, and they didn't do that, and... It, Here's one thing, and you might agree with this, but I, even even with the uh, um, the buy-in, they I felt like they just added matches for the sake of adding matches, and this was a match they just added to get the Bucks on, on TV and around the pay per view. And I would have rather they didn't do this match. And shit, you gave an extra. You know, ten minutes to the FTR match, which they already it was already long as hell. But um, you know, what I'm saying like I, I just I would have rather took a longer Cassidy match or a longer anything. You know, what I'm saying other than just this being on there. Not that it was a bad match. You said it, it was just unnecessary. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think the reason they didn't is because they didn't want Kenny to be the only executive VP on the show, not even in a singles match, but since Cody wasn't there, but whatever. I mean, I'm sure he was there, but he wasn't in the Um, match. Jay, uh, real quick, is there is there a match that... Okay, I'm going to say this. You might, and and I agree with you, but I would have rather saw Santana and Ortiz against the best friends in an actual match than, than this. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, there's a lot of pe- people in the next match that we're going to talk about that I would have rather seen in singles or tag matches other than, you know... Because it makes more sense. Um, Right. And and they've been been using TV time, and I've said this before, to build up some of these feuds. And for them to not happen, you know, in in one-on-one matches, I mean, yeah, you put them in battle royals, but whatever. I mean, it's... It seems like a waste of time to do that, and it, it almost seems like a worse than a WWE move. Well, they, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Obviously, they're saving the Bucks and FTR one on one, so 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 they don't want to cross that path. But I, I think if you would have added the Bucks and made that a triple threat, and yeah, they're, they're still facing FTR, but it's not a one on one match. So I still think there's a different level to that. If they would have did that, 
they would have added Jurassic Express to the Battle Royal. They would have did Starks and Darby in a match. They would have did Best Friend, Santana, Ortiz, and shit. Well, obviously, of who wanted, they couldn't do Cage and Archer. So keep those guys in there. But you could have did Darby and, and Starks. They would have put on a fucking hell of a match. And Ortiz and or Proud and Powerful and Best Friends have had a pretty long feud here. So I, anyway, but yeah, that, that's my take on on that part. But we'll, we'll we'll get to the Bucks and FTR in a minute when we get to the the tag title match because I got some thoughts on that. But um, yeah, so the Casino Battle Royal. Um, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned the word repetitive and it really seems like they're using this a lot. <laughs> like I get it, you know, last year at um, double or nothing casino battle Royal are in Vegas. It makes sense. Double or nothing is going to always probably be in Vegas. So it makes sense to do it at that show. Even if it wasn't in Vegas back in May when they did a ladder match version of it instead of a battle Royal. But here we are at All Out. And yes, they did it at All Out last year. <clears throat> um, but it was to decide half of who was going to challenge for that women's title, uh, you know, on the first episode of Dynamite. Now, they do it again this year. It's like two pay-per-views in a row. You have a casino battle royale or ladder match for a number one contender spot. It's like, okay, and then you also have a mystery man that, you know, whatever. I was thankful that the mystery man wasn't somebody big. Like, I, you, you know, you texted me, you thought it was going to be uh, yeah. Joseph Miro or whatever the hell he's calling himself. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it was who it was because there's no way that person was going to win. And for them to do that two shows in a row to have the, the, the surprising person you know, come out, last debut, you know, win it. It's just, I don't know, it's repetitive. It, it's it's lazy booking. And I, I already get enough lazy booking on, on, you know, most of my wrestling. I don't want to see it here, but it, it seems like it's been that way. And like I said, I think it goes back to the creative juices thing, but that's another story for another time. The match itself I thought was really good. <clears throat> um, it was sloppy in spots, but it was entertaining. Um, I thought the way that they strategic with all everybody coming out, the, you know, and the groups that they did was was perfect. Um, when once uh, you know, the surprise was Matt Seidel, which everybody knows by now, but whatever. That botch spot he did <laughs> looked awful. Oh God! If he would have, if he would have got any more acceleration, he would have landed on his neck, and that would have been game over. Yeah, he would have broke. Yeah, he would have broken his fucking neck and probably yeah. killed himself. Uh, on live fucking TV, it's insane. But anyway, um, you know, thank God he's fine. But um, yeah, it was cool to see him. He's still doing the third eye gimmick, pointing to his head, and he grew his hair out, whatever. Um, for who they had in there and who they were hyping it up, I think the right person won. Now, I know you wanted Eddie Kingston. I love Eddie Kingston. But he like literally just got there. Like Archer's been there for a minute, and when he debuted, they pushed him as this big monster, and then he drops to Cody. 
And in the same sense, like I said, I wouldn't say they ruined Brody Lee by having him job to Mox, but you know, you build them up as a monster, and then they lose. You know, not necessarily buried, but just lose. I did. I I did almost get it though. Kat Kingsley was one of the last two, so I was close. I was close. He was. You did. You did. I I, I couldn't tell you how happy I was that <laughs> you got eliminated because <laughs> yeah, because I knew that I'm like I'm giving C shit now, no, but. Because uh, I knew you would have tried. Well, I didn't tell you I wanted Archer to win beforehand, but I'm probably sure you probably yeah. thought I did. But anyway, um, yeah. So, 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 getting back to that, they they've done a phenomenal job with Brody Lee. You know, since then, like he's built himself back up. He's the TNT champion. He destroyed Cody. We'll get to the Dark Order match later because I don't. Even though they lost, I don't think. Um, it's an issue, but with Brody, cause he didn't take the pin, but we'll talk about that later. I still think he looks strong himself. Now, Archer needed this, um, coming in with all the fanfare that he did and him losing to Cody like that, you know? And then like ever since, like, yeah, he's a, he's beaten jobber squashes. Right. But he hasn't really had like a major few. He beat he squashed Joey Janela, whatever. Um, that's really it. He hasn't, he hasn't really done much. So this, like, you know, you have him come in second to last. Or no, well, yeah, I guess it was second to last of the people. I don't know how many people he eliminated, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and he wins, and it's perfect. And it sets up, and, and I told you this, it totally gave away the finish but of the main event, but it was fine with me because it sets up the classic U.S. title New Japan rematch from Wrestle Kingdom last year of Archer and Mox. And I i mean, they have a ready-made story. I know they're going to, to, to talk about it because AEW does Yeah, that. they don't, they don't care about it. Yeah. They also, they also oh, have a relationship with New Japan, so that's fine. That's true. So, um, hell, I mean, you could even, I mean, granted, well, New Japan has to be okay with it, but you can even you do like you know champion like both titles on the line or something like that. I doubt they will, especially because Mox is going to be probably be facing Kenta for that U.S. title at some point soon, and he'll probably lose it to Kenta. But that's more than likely. Yeah. Um, but no, I I, I liked it. I, I thought the match itself, like I said, the spots were were entertaining. Just keep watching who gets eliminated. They spaced it out very well. Timing was great. The only problem, and I don't even necessarily think it's a problem, how Kingston got eliminated. When he went, he didn't, like, when he was on the outside, he didn't go over the top. He went through the ropes, right? Yeah, but is, but is that, is it over the top, or is it? Yeah, it's over the top because lots of people went through the bottom or through the middle ropes and were on the floor still. But I, yeah, he, well, okay. So when he went uh, through it, then but then he went on the uh, on the top turnbuckle. So that's what I. That's where I yeah, think maybe. that that counted. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, what'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I you know here's a perfect and and I said this early on. I was like the the match structure of how they how they had the matches take place. I would have been very happy if this would have been open, opening, open the car because I would have, because this would have got you interested right away, and it, it would have made sense. Um, this is their, 
money in the bank. So I get it. Um, if, if they do it twice a year, I'm okay with it. If, if they do the ladder match once a year and they do the, the battle Royal once a year, then I'm okay with it. If it gets to the point where they're literally doing it every pay-per-view, then, then you got a problem. Like it, this, they should have none of these matches at full gear or revolution and the ladder match should take place at double or nothing. And in the battle Royal at all out, I'm okay with that. If that's the way it goes. My, real quick, my only issue with that is that it's two pay-per-views in a row. I mean, granted, yeah, it's months in between them, but still, like even with WWE, they space. It's just, out. yeah, but the problem with that is, it's, it's just their two signature shows are just ha- are just happen yeah. to be, you know, three months apart. So, you know, so that's the issue with that. But it, it's fine because, in all fairness, to me, it's kind of as if. All out or uh, double or nothing, and all out is kind of like their their rumble and mania, you know. Like they're just right there, you know. Yeah, like I, I know some people would say SummerSlam, you know, the second biggest show. I personally think it's it's Rumble because it sets up WrestleMania, but a to each his own. But regardless of that, um, yeah, man, the, I thought the match is fucking great. It was it, it was and at pure chaos. All across the board. Um, I love the spots, you know, when Darby came in, when Cage, you know, Will Hobbs looked pretty fucking impressive in there. Um, everybody yeah, really ha- had a moment. I love, like, granted, I wanted Kingston to win, and he didn't, which is fine, but I love that they put him in that position because they are trying to make a point to making him somewhat important in the heel division and I like it because I, he needs to be that, you know, be in that role. Um, I do think he's going to get a belt at some point down the line. It's going to probably be a little while, but um, with that being said, um, Archer went in, it didn't give away the ending to me, but it did lean more towards Mox because they've made, and, and I said this to you and I, I know you you said, eh, but I, I, th- I feel like, I feel like Archer is not necessarily a full-blown heel anymore, you know, because I feel as if he's in that middle of of the road, like kind of similar to Mox. He's like the anti-heel, like the anti-hero, like he's the fucking just a badass and he doesn't give a fuck. And I and I think that's where he's at right now, because when he was like Cage is a heel right now, Starks is a heel. I don't see a heel necessarily with Archer, you know, and and, and I think that's so I, that didn't give it away to me because I said to myself, oh, they're going to feed MJF to Archer. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I was like, you know, thinking to myself, like Mox is already enough, but Archer's going to fucking destroy him. And but and so, I, you know, yeah, man, um, I don't know. And obviously, everybody who's listening to this saw that saw the ending, but we'll get to the ending at some point. But. I still don't know if Archer is going to take the belt off of Mox. I, I, but I do agree that this is a good way to bring him, you know, in a more important role than what he was in. You know, he was just kind of sitting back, like, you know, looking at his, at his watch, like, okay, uh, is it my time yet? You know, and, uh, you know, it's finally kind of come into light. But, yeah. The the only like the two things why I disagree with the heel thing with or the baby face or whatever you want to call he, he's it. not a full face you know, I'm not saying that no right but the the fact that he has Jake with him 
instantly makes him a heel. Now, he also hasn't really done anything one way or another to show that he is a face or a heel other than beating people up in the locker room. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, when he came in, he had the, the fanfare of being the heel because he was Jake's guy and Jake had the promo with Cody and all that. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to give him the belt either. I would like to see them do that because wouldn't that be something? Both Brody Lee and Archer are your champs, but they're the reverse of what we thought they were going to be at Double or Nothing, <laughs> or some people thought they'd be. Um, but we'll see. I, I mean, I also don't know when they're going to have that match. I mean, it probably could be on a Dynamite. I don't think it'll be at full gear, but who knows? I guess we'll... We'll wait and see. Um, what was the next? Match? Uh, I think it was. I think it was Hardy and uh, oh, Hardy yeah. and uh, okay. Gamara. <sighs> now I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I have so much to say. But I'm going to let you go first because I got a lot. <laughs> okay, so. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me tell you about this because, you know, I was I was happy they added it to the pay-per-view because at first I'm like, okay, why is this not on the fucking show? That's first and foremost. Um, this match got fucked up, unfortunately. Um, Hardy took a bump. And he hit fucking pretty much cleared the fucking table and hit his back of his neck ahead on the concrete. Um, from what I read, Jay, this wasn't a work. Um, that he was that uh, Aubrey threw up the X a couple times, which if if, if you know wrestling, the X means yeah, you know danger in the match, like wrestlers injured, like you know we need actual medical help out here. And they did apparently clear him enough to get to where the actual end of the match was supposed to take place with Guevara, with the ending. So that's where they did that. They only cleared him to get out there to end the match the way it was supposed to end. Cause it wasn't supposed to be that short of a match to begin with more than more than likely, at least. I would have assumed they would have went all over the fucking place. And um, and then, you know, Rebby, I get it. You know, you can blast AEW. If, if they, you know, if the doctor looks at Hardy and he clears the con- concussion pr- protocol and Hardy wants to continue and there's no actual signs of injury or anything... It's not the AEW's fault, you know. Like it's Hardy's fault. Hardy's a a fucking you know hall of, a potential hall of famer. He's been doing this for fucking what twenty thirty years. Well, I don't know thirty years, but twenty years. Actually, but twenty five years. I, wait, what year are we in right now? Yeah, twenty five yeah. years. I, I, for, I forget how <laughs> I forget how old he is at times. But um, you know, yeah. I forget he was young when he came in. But um. He, he's he's a pro. He knows. He's took bad bumps before. I mean, he's took worse bumps before. Um, so the blast AEW on this, like, I get it. 
your husband's a stubborn motherfucker as it is when it comes to shit. And there's no way he was going to let this match end the way it was. Call out. There's no way. Um, but yeah, man, you know, you got to be, they got to be careful with these fucking bumps sometimes. Like Hardy was legitimately fucked up there for a minute. He couldn't stand up. Like he kept falling down. Like I, I 100% Jay don't think that was a work. Like I, the whole thing wasn't a work to me. It was just a matter of he got cleared quick enough to go and finish the match, which is why they di- went directly to the um, where the uh, the ending was, the scaffolding. They went right to it. You know, they could have went in the ring. They could have did something else. No, they went right to the scaffolding. Guevara climbed up there. Like it was a minute later, and that match is over with. You know, so they they did what they needed to do. Um, but yeah, man, it was a it was a scary fucking bump. But all I gotta say is, Rubby, you know, chill out, man. Like, you know, it's your husband's call on this. You know, the doctor could fucking if the doctor clears him, it's Hardy's call to go go in the match. If he wants to go, he's gonna go. You know, so I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> okay. So. Uh... You know, they, they had uh, the uh, bunch of, like, pre-stuff going on today, uh, or yesterday, rather, before the show. They had two separate half-hour on-the-red-carpet specials on YouTube. Uh, I watched the first part. I didn't watch the second part yet. They had a countdown all out on TNT, which I haven't watched yet either. That was, like, an hour in between them. Uh and then, you know, obviously the event, you know, the, the buy-in and then the pay-per-view, but the buy-in and pay-per-view are pretty much, on the, you know, together anyway, but you can watch the buy-in separately. Anyway, on the first red carpet uh, that I did watch, Matt Hardy was interviewed by Tony Schiavone and Dasha, uh, and what he was saying didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, he called Tony Schiavone Sammy. Like at the end. Now, obviously, that was a work. That was them trying to play into Hardy's not mentally stable. He's not right. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. What's going to happen in this match? Fast forward to this match. I agree with you that it was not supposed to be that short. At least I think <laughs> the wrestling fan in me who has been worked so many times <laughs> throughout my, my years, always in the back of my mind, even if it seems like 99.9% legit or whatever, I still think there's that 1% chance it could be a work. Now, watching that before this match, Enhance that to me. So if it was supposed to be that short, then, I mean, this is what, their second match they had? Because the tables match was the first one. Yeah. Because the angle when he threw the chair at him was just an angle. It wasn't a match. Yeah. Okay. So tables match, ridiculously short. Cut out because of time, whatever. This match, 
also very short due to the bump. Leads to a possible third match, which it probably will be since they're one and one. Hopefully the blow-off will be longer. Anyway, that being said, take for instance if, the, if it wasn't actually a work, if it wasn't planned to be that short with this match. I watched the bump. Well, I actually, I missed it live. I, I saw the replay. And then I just watched it again live. Not live, but, you know, like the first time when it happened. And I watched the replay again, too. I watched the whole match segment, whatever. He definitely cleared the table. <laughs> um, from the first angle, though, the way it was, it, it was kind of like blocked a little so you couldn't see the full force of his head smacking against the concrete. It looked like, from what I could tell, from both angles that they showed, that his back hit first, but then the head smacked against it. And obviously, whiplash, you know, doesn't matter how, if it's head first or whatever, head hitting concrete is never a good thing, especially when you're falling from however many feet up in the air they were. Um, it, it did look like a scary spot, you know, but... You know, again, this is that 1%, this wrestling fan of me, they thinks maybe it was designed to be that way. Maybe Matt Hardy is on the same level as a Chris Jericho as far as being a fucking genius and having a mind for the business and knows how to work people. I think he does, but I don't know if this particular situation was that. But if it was, it's fucking brilliant. Um, now... What I'm saying here is that the man purposely concussed himself for a spot. <laughs> Do I think Tony Khan and AEW would approve that? Fuck no. <laughs> so if he did it, if he worked everybody, he worked his fucking company too, not just the fans. Is he insane enough to do that? I would hope not. <laughs> As a human being, I would hope not. But like I said, that 1% wrestling fan of me thinks that it's possible. Now, that being said, say it wasn't a work. Say whatever happened was legit. He hit him. He concussed. He was concussed. He was knocked the fuck out. Like, like he was laying motionless. His face turned white. Like, you could see it. It was not the same color as his arms when he was laying there. He was not at all. And, and you know, Aubrey throwing up the X. The throwing up the X stuff. So, yes, I think it's still legit that, that, that they do that. But they've also used that as works in the past in, in all companies. So I've kind of been desensitized by the X because of that, but whatever. Um, now, after a few minutes, you see Hardy sitting up. So it's like, okay, he's not dead. <laughs> you see Sammy stalling for time, trying, like, taking, you know, too much time to take his, his jacket off and everything, and all that stuff. And, you know, say what you will about it. They, they, they rang the bell. Doc Sampson came out. He had him, you know, he basically was holding him. And then, like, you looked at Hardy's eyes. I mean, obviously, yeah, he was concussed. His, his mind was, was not in the right state of mind. He was still talking. He was still coherent. But whatever. It is what it is. They stopped it. They rang the bell, whatever. 
They showed replays. It went back to the announcers for a few minutes, and all of a sudden you see Matt walking back towards Sammy. And they restart the match. And you're right, they went right to the finish. So, that being said, Rebby doing what she did, if this was a work, she's married to the guy that has the, the brain, so... It, you know, if it was a work, it was by design her doing that. So I can't fault her on that. Now, if it wasn't, <laughs> she needs to fucking keep her damn mouth shut. I get it's her husband. I get she cares about his well-being. But you are 100% correct. You cannot blame AEW for this. Um, you know, and some people, like, I, I just see it all over. Everybody complaining about it. Saying they should have stopped it. They should have stopped Well, they did stop it. Oh, how are they going to know he passed concussion protocol in like just a couple minutes? Newsflash, it's what the NFL does. <laughs> you get a concussion, you go to the doctor, it might not be as fast for you, but these are pro athletes. They have doctors that know what to do, you know, on a minute's notice. People are thinking that, oh, they're putting the company before the health of the people. No, they're not. This is wrestling. It's not ballet. If he was legit concussed to the point where he could not continue and they did the test and he failed he would they wouldn't have gone to the finish of the match they would have stopped it they would have stayed it stopped and you know and then i've heard somebody say oh well you know maybe they could he could have just you know done it after like the tag title match or something it's like why would you do that why, why stop something and then go you know again if the guy says he's okay he's okay whether he is or not he's telling you he's okay Plus, they do the test anyway on him, and if he passes the test, well, there's nothing else AEW could have done in that situation. Um, I just it, it bothers me, see, that, that wrestling fans and just people in general today seem to be so oversensitized on things and don't they're like, like they're so quick to judge on things based on what they see. And I get that it was a scary bump. But use your brain and think, okay, I'm watching wrestling. Wrestling is, you know, it, it's it's a scripted art of fighting. You know, it, it's it's an art form. It's an entertainment form. Use your brain and think to yourself, okay, yeah, I get injuries happen. Yeah, I get, you know, things can go off the cuff, whatever. But think to yourself, did that really happen or is this going on? And don't be so quick to judge. You know, I get being concerned. Be concerned. But like you said earlier, Matt Hardy is a grown-ass man. Well, yeah, you, you're they're there to stop, you know, to save him from himself or whatever in certain situations, and I get that. But if he passed the, the concussion protocol that they gave him in that particular time, then there's nothing else they can well, do. So, all right. Tag, well, you're it. <laughs> I agree. Honestly, I agree everything you said. And the sensitivity thing is 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 out of control. I'm gonna bring up something here, and you're gonna laugh by bringing this up. But has wrestling did did, did wrestling fans forget the movie Beyond the Mat? Did they did they <laughs> right? forget Royal Rumble 1991 99? Sorry, 99. I quit match. Mick Mankind against The Rock and the unprotected the amount of unprotected chair shots that Mick Foley took. Just use that for if if you can't handle 
a wrestler taking a, I mean, I don't want to say little because I don't, I don't want to put it, you know, that that doesn't matter. But this bump compared to the amount of chair shots that guy took to the fucking head. Like, come on. When did we yeah. get so sensitive? I agree. Or I agree. For fuck's sake, him falling off the fucking hell or the, the hell in the cell. I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. even the fucking some of the Shane McMahon bumps. Like, guys. Yeah. I mean, granted, those are more you know scripted and prepared, but you're still falling. I mean, was it? I forget how many feet the fucking hell in the cell is, but. I mean, you, you're still falling off. Yeah, you're still 20 feet off the fucking in the air onto a fucking table that's not that's made of nothing to, so it can break. I mean, yeah, everybody, man. And, and I hate to say this, but wrestling fans take the fucking tampon out, man. What is what is what is happening, man? What is happening to you? I know we live in an era right. where it's like a fucking reality show more than anything or, or you know, they're trying to make it like a reality show or, or like a shitty fucking soap opera. But for the love of God, man, stop being so sensitive. It's a fucking yeah. TV show. They're prepared. They know what they're doing. Accidents happen. This isn't the NBA. Yep. Stop it. Okay. Yep. Um, no, I agree. Next. I agree. Uh, the, 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 the last thing I want to say about it, and I didn't mention it before, but you talk about possible concussions and talk about stuff or whatever. The spot in the Battle Royal where Cage put Darby in the oh, body bag with the thumbtacks. And, like, not even just that. Darby Allen, period. Everything the fucking kid does, right? He's going to kill himself one day. But that spot, though, that alone, being tossed up in the air. Granted, it wasn't as far high up as Hardy was, but I mean, we didn't see any padding in that body bag. You know, there's thumbtacks in there. He also God can't sakes. protect his body because he doesn't know where he's at. I mean, right. he he's a little fluid, calculated guess, but I mean, right. And they could have they could have rehearsed it, but still, rehearsing it and doing it, this, it could be two different falls. You don't. He actually you don't looked know, like he was you know. fucking out when they fucking opened up the fucking body bag. Like he looked like he was just out of it. Now, granted, it, yeah. it was probably more of a work, but still, that, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm yeah, saying, so. Jay. Like they, it's like they forget about like one thing, and then like you know, like I mean, how many fucking times does a wrestler jump over the fucking ropes and? But these wrestlers are jumping over the ropes and, you know, <laughs> and fucking barely missing the concrete because of the because uh, of a because unpro- of a rail where fans aren't even at every fucking match almost. So it's uh, anyway, I'm I'm good now. But like, like uh, yeah. what, what's next? Um, uh, woman's title, I think. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll start with this. Um, yeah. So, okay, the match was good. I thought it was a good match. I thought both of them looked looked good in this match. Um, I like Thunder Rosa. I hope she sticks around. You know, I don't know if this was kind of a one-off thing because NWA. I hope not. Um, but it was it was a good match. The, this is the match where the crowd just didn't seem there. It just seemed like it was quiet 
more though more so than usual and maybe because of the style of match it was a very classic match you know I, they had a couple moments outside but it, it was just a classic in-ring match to me at least and um i wasn't happy with the ending though i thought it just kind of came out of nowhere and um i was expecting maybe just a, le- a better setup to, to to follow um you know i know you're not a big Sheeta fan um, she's she looked good in this, and she's been the champion for a while now. And she has she's starting to grow more on me. And I was and I was a Sheeta fan, so um, I don't know where they're going with this with her. Um, I because to me, I'm like, okay, if it was Nyla, it, it would have been Nyla. I, I to, and by now, I mean they would have did this on a bigger stage. You know, or did they want to do this on the biggest stage for Nyla? But then I, I just don't think they have confidence in her. You know, to, I like you could even watch Nyla, and she almost looks like sad watching this match. Uh, you know, like I, if you just look at her facial expression when this match is going on. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, the match was fine. I, it was good in ring match. I, I like Thunder Rose. I hope she sticks along, sticks around. Um, NWA is filming again, right? Or no? I don't think so as of yet. I'm not sure. I haven't really been paying much attention, to be honest. Okay. I I just hope she sticks around. I I really do. I hope it's a scenario like um, with Starks. I mean, Kingston was in NWA too, right? Uh, he was, yeah, but he's he's officially signed with AEW now. No, 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 I I know that. I, I and obviously Starks is too, but I, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm assuming Thunder Rosa can't because she has the title. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, you know, you know, the funniest thing about this entire thing with AEW is, and it's something that WWE would never do, and they're fools for never doing this. But I love that they have working relationships with. A, uh, NWA, New Japan, MLW, they're allowing this. Okay, instead of making wrestling about one entity, they're trying to make it all across the board. So, and, I, and I'm going to take a guess and say that once NWA is up and going again, once travel bans are, are, are away, once MLW is away, we're going to see these guys from AEW make appearances too. It might not necessarily be the top draws like, you know, Mox or, or Cody or Omega, but I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, like a Brian Cage show up on uh, an NWA or like a Luchasaurus on an MLW, like shit like that. I could see happening. And that's smart for them to have this relationship. And I still think WWE briefly did with ECW back in the day and briefly with Smoky Mountain, but it never really got anywhere. And Smoky Mountain, I don't think was ever anything to to write home about, at least to me. And ECW, you know, while it was the third brand, the third company for a while, you know, it was still, you know, nothing also really. So I don't know, man, but um, yeah. What'd you think? Well, Speaking of travel bans, did you see the picture that Tamatanga tweeted out with him and Carl Anderson 
maybe. Apparently, the travel ban to Japan has been lifted. Oh, nice. Now. So, um, is it possible Carl Anderson can be in the G1? We'll see. I don't know. Inter- I don't think they've announced anybody yet for Yeah. Um, I, I, if the travel ban, in fact, has been lifted, I think the G1 is going to be a lot more entertaining than people thought. And I think maybe if it has, that's probably a big reason why the uh, participants in the G1 still have yet to be announced. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree about the working relationships. It would be cool to see all that. But uh, this match itself, okay, so... I can't stand that every single time she does out there, Austin Gunn is wearing her fucking coat during the entire match. (laughs) I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it really does. It makes me think that she's not going to ever fucking lose because this motherfucker has her coat. Why? I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm weird, but whatever. Um... I really wanted Thunder Rosa to win this match. I have enjoyed watching her ever since I first saw her in NWA. Um, she she actually is a professional MMA fighter as well. And she did have a her first fight sometime last year. And on NWA, they did like a two-part documentary like during the show, like, you know, following her through this whole thing and, and watching her do and I am not an MMA guy at all whatsoever but um, just just watching her like as a as a person like getting happy about this and whatever it's just it's it's cool I, I'm a fan of her I want to see her do well that being said the match I thought was yeah it was good it, it, it had spots I don't think it was the best AEW women's match yet. Um, I still think uh, Penelope and Sheeta is probably the best. Uh, Britt and Sheeta also the second time where Britt you know broke her nose, I thought was good as well. But um, I don't know. I, I think they had an okay chemistry. I think that the finish did kind of seem like it came out of nowhere. But as soon as she hit it, I knew it was over. Um. I don't know. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I was just disappointed that she lost. I guess. I mean, I, I am looking forward to seeing if you know she gets a rematch and she does kind of stick around and whatnot. Just because she has the title doesn't mean she can't sign though. If she wanted to sign, I'm sure Billy would say, "Okay, you have my blessing. Just give me the title back and you can go." So, um. You know, I mean, she would just, she wouldn't be the NWA Women's Champion anymore, but she'd be uh, with AEW, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. I didn't hate it, but it was good. <laughs> if, if, if Thunder Rosa would have won, I probably would have loved it, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> so, um, next up we had the Dark Order against Scorp- ah. Scorpio Sky, the Natural Nightmares, and Matt Cardona. Um, Okay, so here's my thing. I said earlier that they, they're going to give you four good to great matches on, on their pay-per-views by, all the time. Um, I thought the, the, um, the Casino Royale was a good match. I thought the women's match was a good match. 
Um, so I wasn't a fan of the first two. The whole Hardy thing, it's hard to judge because of how it ended. Um, this one was a little below good for me. Uh, I thought it was a, a fucking clusterfuck the entire time. It, it, it was hard to keep structure on. Um, I get where they're going now with this, and I don't know if I like it for Brody Lee. Um, okay, so Brody Lee looked good. Um, you you text me one thing. Uno does look like he lost a shit ton of weight. Um, oh yeah, I mean he did when he first came back. Yeah. Um, you know, we, like last year, even sometime. But I mean, even from then to now, still it looks like he lost a shit ton. Yeah. Uh, Grayson and him are fucking great. I wish they would be right. tag team champions at some point. Obviously, you know, FTR will get there, but they're not losing the belts anytime fucking soon. I would imagine, but. I would like the Dark Order to be in that picture at some point. Um, everybody looked good in this, man. The Natural Nightmares look good. QT looked good. He, he's another one that looks like he got it, it lost some weight. Um, Scorpio, I love fucking, you know, you know me, I love Scorpio. Matt Cardona looked good. Everyone in the match looked good. Um, I, the ending to me is a little bizarre. I have a feeling that uh, Cabana is going to cost lead his title by accident. And, and I don't know if I like that for Lee because, you know, they have all this momentum with the Dark Order. And now it's kind of not not OK. Depending on what happens on Wednesday, if, if Lee keeps the belt, I'm OK. If he loses his belt to Dustin, and this is no disrespect to Dustin. I, I don't like it. Um, the Cabana thing. I mean, how long has he been in Dark Order now? Three months? He's still kind of unofficially in, but yeah, he's been since he asked them to join or and all that. I think it's been about yeah, and it's like okay, man, like now we're getting this. Like, no offense to Cabana, but you know he he's a jobber to mid card, and you know he's not somebody that makes me go, eh. Brody Lee is gonna have a hard time with, and he shouldn't. So I have a hard time with him. Um, I want to see Brody against Cardona. I want to see him against Scorpio Sky. I want to see him against guys that I can sit there and be like, okay, even Dustin, no. I, I'm sorry, Dustin, but you don't do it for me anymore. You know, you, you're not who you were at one point. And it's no disrespect to you. You're just an older wrestler now. You know, it is what it is. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going on the tangent here. But the match was, the match was like a little below because there's just too much of a clusterfuck. This doesn't hurt the Dark Order to me at all. It doesn't hurt Brody Lee because Brody Lee, Brody Lee looked like his typical badass self this whole match. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think about it? Well, <clears throat> um, I'll say this. So the you know I mentioned earlier about the red carpet special. Also on that first one, they had the Dark Order arriving. Everybody but Brody Lee, I think, was there. Um, they were just talking about, you know, it was Grayson. It was, uh, yeah, Grayson cut a promo. Yeah, he definitely does have a French accent. I didn't know how thick it was before, but yeah, French Canadian. But uh, uh, yeah, Silver Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've been watching Being the Elite or not. I I haven't on a regular basis since like the 
hundredth episode, so I'm like way behind. Real, real, real quick. Was but, the hundredth? Uh, was the hundredth episode? What episode? Okay, where they passed the hundredth when they announced AEW? Uh, not yet. The hundredth was uh, towards the end of what, like, they they were going to be breaking up the elite when they were all still with ROH and the New Japan. Like after Cody had beaten Kenny and. Uh, like oh okay, yeah, yeah. I was. I think I I yeah. I stopped. Maybe right around or right after I want to say all out last year and i haven't really been watching it since okay. yeah just too much stuff to it is watch, it is i, I do want to I, I do want to go back and watch them because they're not that long and they're very entertaining yeah what are they like 15 <laughs> minutes long yeah 20 minutes 30 you know some i think the longest was like 45 jesus time, okay but, um maybe an hour i don't know but um yeah going back to the beginning they were so entertaining doing the, the karaoke stuff with Cody and there with Kenny in the box. Oh God, it was you know, even the Adam. Yeah, Cole. when Cole and Marty, like it was great, man. Flip, Flip Gordon, oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marty and Flip take yep. Japan. You know, Hell love yeah. it, love it. Uh, anyway, um, the reason I bring that up is because like recently I did see um, the Dark Order are on being the elite and doing some skits now. And Brody Lee's cussing up a storm, saying "fuck this, fuck that" all the time, and everybody. It's 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 the, the little bit and pieces that I did see on it were actually very entertaining. Um, John Silver is like a goof, <laughs> and he's like always getting beat up by Brody Lee and always been cussed at and all this stuff. So it's it's funny. It was cool seeing him out there holding Brody Lee's title the whole time. But on the red carpet special, yeah, they were all just talking and and. Uh, you know, saying like, oh, Brody doesn't have this big fanfare, but Cody did, blah, blah, blah. That's okay. Dark Order is going to reign supreme, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Anna Jay was there. Um, but after that, they also had a thing with Brandy. She just like showed up. It's the first time we'd seen her on TV since she got choked out. And uh, she had a little brand brand with her and she, she like put him on, uh, on Tony and she basically, she got a pretty interesting promo. It was kind of back and forth, like kind of heelish. But talking about you know Anna Jay and, and Brody Lee and, and all the you know all the Dark Order and say telling Anna Jay, I hope you're there because or I hope the Queen Slayer is there because I'm gonna you know beat her ass or some shit like that. And she grabbed little Bram and said, "You can't have him." <laughs> but um, so the whole match, the, the whole point of me saying all that, the whole the whole match, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, when's Anna Jay showing up? Because she didn't come out with him. <clears throat> and then I'm also thinking since Allie's there, okay, maybe Tay Conti's gonna, you know, officially make her debut as part of the of the uh, Dark Order or whatever. But yeah, we didn't get her. But when when uh, when Anna showed up, though, I'm like, there she is. And then I was just waiting for Brandy to get in the rain, and Brandy just took her out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was cool. But um, and then Jr. with the, uh, the the fucking quote uh, of the night that he <laughs> apparently had to apologize for. <laughs> Dude, that goes back to what we were saying earlier about people being sensitive. Like, too sensitive. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, his apology, but then he, he also, uh, it was funny because he also, with his apology, like at the end, what did he say? He said something funny, like a smart ass comment towards people. These are the same wrestling like... fans that used to glamour over a broad panties match. Anyway, c- continue. Right? Continue, Jay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It did look like she had one, though, because at the end, uh, 
the last time we saw her, when she was walking away, she was like holding her by where her top was. Yeah, so she 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 legitimately might have. But I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anna Anna Jay is a very beautiful woman, and if you don't oh, yeah. like, if you wouldn't like, I know it sounds sexist, but if you're or not sexist, but just bad, but. No one's hoping that happens, but I mean, <laughs> you know, come on. Anyway, right. but yeah. yeah, whatever. It is what it is. But yeah, the match itself, yeah, I know one of the tangent they're talking about all the different stuff that around the match, but um, yeah, I agree with you. It seems like it could have been another one of those. It could have been on dynamite. Like uh, it was a it turned into a spot fest at the end. Like everyone was hitting their moves and whatnot. Like I. I'm not a huge Matt Cardona fan. I know you are, but I like Brian Myers more. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm more interested to see what they do with him in Impact than what Matt Cardona is going to be doing here. Um, I don't know what Matt Cardona's future is if it is going to be an AEW because as far as I know, it was still just a pay per appearance deal. Yeah. And I think maybe last night was the last one of those, so I don't know where they're going forward on it now. Um. What I was saying earlier, too, um, about the Dark Order, too, in the pre-show, you know, they uh, they had gone ahead and, and lost, um, you know, Silver and Reynolds. Silver and Reynolds lost the private party. And, you know, I know both of us kind of wanted Silver and Reynolds to win because they're doing something trying to build them up or whatever. They probably party needed to win, though, too, so it was fine. But the result of this match, I get why Silver and Reynolds lost because you don't want to have the two lower guys – outshine the big guys yeah you know if the big guys are gonna lose they gotta lose yeah. too so um and how the ending took place i had no problem with either because it's storyline progression yeah colt's been there a while but they haven't really done anything with him now and we're at that point now where they do dustin you know he can still go like those snap power slams he hits the code red uh you know destroyer whatever you want to call it um I think he still looks good for being in his fifties. You know, I think he still can go. Now that being said, um, they could go several, several ways with this match with him and Brody on Wednesday. Now you, they could do your scenario where Colt costs Lee the match and then they really kick Cole out or, or Lee out and, or yeah, uh, Colt out and then, you know, whatever, start a feud there. And then, Cody comes back and then Cody and Dustin, you know, do something for the title. But what I more or less see happening, not necessarily Colt costing Lee the match, because I think Brody Lee's smarter than that. He probably will punish Colt by saying, you do not come out under any circumstances and basically have the Dark Order hold him back or whatever. And then maybe Cody returns on Wednesday and caught him ends up costing Dustin going back to your original theory about the whole, you know, that it'll be the catalyst for him turning because, you know, but that wouldn't make sense because they actually did defend his honor and they did win, you know, last night. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I, the match though, I didn't really care about it. It was what it was, but like storyline progression, him yelling at Colt afterwards and, um, Uno helping Colt up, which was kind of interesting. I thought Uno was going to like turn on him like right then and there, but that didn't happen. So. Well, because because they, 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 the announcers even said it. You know, Uno gets yelled at and shoved all the time by you know by, by Brody. I, Jay, I'll say this: I, it's not that I don't think Dustin still has it in the ring. I just think for what they're doing with Brody, it looks 
bad for Brody to lose to to Dustin. That's that's oh, yeah. that's where I'm going. I mean, the the only way it's going to happen is by outside interference. I don't think Dustin would beat Brody by himself. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen though. I think Brody's going to keep the belt, and we'll see what happens going forward. Is it? By the way, yeah, quick, you go. Real quick question. There's absolutely nothing to do with anything, but. You know how Marty always says, "What the fuck is AEW?" Yeah. Like in the yeah. beginning, who the fuck, who the fuck is Van Jefferson? <laughs> oh, from um, that's only from uh, that's yeah, the only re- Rams. That's yeah, that's the only reference that you and or you and I will be the only ones that get that pretty much at this point. But who gives a fuck? Speaking anyway, of, you're up. You're up. Um, anyway, continue. Um, yeah, I know. I can wait. Anyway, yeah, fuck it. anyway. Um, <laughs> real quick, because fa- fantasy fans, I. Me and Jay have a draft going on now. It's a slow draft. It, it's taken – it's almost a week, which is not bad considering it. But the issue with the draft is we have one guy who goes to bed <laughs> early. And so so his night ends at like, what, 8.30? And he wakes up at, what, 4 a.m., he said. And then this other guy, yeah. for some fucking reason, sleeps to 2 p.m., 3 p.m. on a daily <laughs> basis. And then we have my other, not really a friend, but an acquaintance, a friend of a friend who just, okay, so there's three guys in our draft, Jay, that do not get notifications. So they just. They don't know how to turn them on. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've had people in the past tell me that they have issues with the notifications through through the app. And they just, I just think maybe they forget that it's going on because it's it's a slow draft. But yeah. we're going to finish this shit today by, by all means. Anyway, um. I, I hope so because I'm tired of it. <laughs> but um, I mean, we still got a couple of days anyway. But it, it's fine. So um, uh, I, I know. So uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so, so the Dark Order shit. Yeah, it was what it is. So now we go to uh, easily the match of the night. Easily. I all. I, I almost kind of want to save this for the main for the last because yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's. Do... Well, that'll be our main event tonight. Okay. Um, all, right, all right. Let's this. Let's do the. Uh... <laughs> Mimosa Mayhem match. <laughs> uh, so, finally, for part three, uh, um, Cat, Cassie and Jericho. Um, okay, I-, I thought this was a good match. It-, it wasn't... It wasn't as stupid as I was expecting it to be. I'll say that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I don't have much to say. I, you know, it-, it was a good match. Jericho actually looked like he was in a little better shape than he has been, which is he looked just a little like his belly wasn't hanging over like it has in, in the past. So he looked a little bit better. Cassidy looked great. They really established him, man, as one of the, the tears or the, you know, for, for, for the future of, of this, of this company. Um, and I just hope that they can do something with him now that this feud's done with Jericho. At least I would imagine it's done. And they do something with him to where he's still important on the show. Because he, outside of Jericho, maybe Mox? I would almost say Cassidy's maybe a little bit more over than Mox at some points. But I could be wrong on that. There's no fan, so it's hard to judge. But I, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Like, I, I texted you when Jericho came out and, that, and, and the fans were singing his music. I'm just thinking about I even said to you, God, God, is he fucking over? Like, Heel face, it doesn't make a difference, man. He is just so the fans love Jericho, and I know Mox won the uh, you know, the was it a PWT or P not PWT PW uh, PWT 
Pro Wrestling Illustrated. TWI, PWI, like Wrestler of the Year. Um, I know Jericho was in the top five, wasn't he? Was number three or four or something? He was three. Yeah, he should have been number one. I just his popularity and everything he's done for AEW and the wrestling business in the last couple years. It's just. It, it's it's out of the park, man. Someone hit a he hit a home run and a fucking home run still going, and um, the ball's still going. And so, like anyway, this match was fine. Um, I'm I'm curious where this goes with the inner circle. If Jericho's done for now, if we're if he's gonna be gone for a little bit, uh, which I think he, maybe he he deserves it and needs to be. Um, yeah, man. So, what did you think? I but overall, matches matches good. It, it was de- it was good to decent. It was a little better than the Dark Order match. It had its moments. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't as silly as I was expecting. But anyway, I think for the first time, and granted, it hasn't even been a year yet, but for the first time on pay per view, all the members of the Inner Circle lost the matches that they were in. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily count battle royals as losses. It's, it's a loss. It's a loss. Winner. Yeah, yeah, because there can only there can only be one winner. So, um, so that's interesting. Now, yeah, I, I think we'll see. You know, on Wednesday, if they do anything else with that, what's going to happen? But uh, I, um, I thought the match was good. I thought it was. Better than the second match they had. I don't necessarily think it was as good as the first one they had, but it was very entertaining with them. You know, with the trying to get them in the in the pool of mimosas. You know, all the spots I thought were very well done. Um, breaking that the plate over Cassidy's head was interesting, or back, whatever he did. I noticed that Aubrey had the gloves on. Um, but I didn't really notice anybody bleeding. Cassie's so. back had he had some oh, some scrapes on his back that bled a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought for what it was, it was good, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go now. I, I don't know where um, where they are going to go with with Cassidy. I mean, I, I don't think anyone in the inner circle is going to be feuding with him next. Cause it looked like they set up Sonny kiss and Jake Hager in the battle Royal and proud and powerful still are feuding with uh, best friends. So, and Sammy still has mad, of course. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, you know, where they go next with, with orange. I do believe Jericho is going to take some time off as long as Fozzie can still do this tour coming up. Uh, which, you know, hopefully we'll find out soon about that because you're coming to Wisconsin in October and I want to go. <laughs> and I want to drag your ass with me, but, you know, we'll see. Um, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I like the match, though. I thought it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. So, um, so. yeah, so I guess, well, <laughs> technically the main event is up next. Um not our main event, yeah. but the main event is John Moxley against Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Um, so me and you went back and forth on who was winning this for a while. You know, we at first we were like MJF yeah. is going to win this, 
um, so, you know, EC3 is going to come out. Uh, Renee Young's going to come out. Like we were just coming up with all these scenarios, you know. And um, and then we both kind of just thought, uh, you know what? It, you know, I don't know when it hit me. Maybe last in the last week or two weeks or just. I came to a point where I was like, Mox isn't losing this. And, and and it's no disrespect to MJF, but, you know, I look at AEW as a company and I say to myself, you got to keep the belt on one of your established guys for a little bit longer. You, you're not there yet. And this is, I guess, is one of the things I, one of the issues I have with impact is, well, Eric Young's a, a decent guy, a decent wrestler. I mean, and he's, he's good. But he to me he doesn't like make you like go fuck yeah you know like it, it, and that's the thing and even in WWE you can hate WWE all you want but Drew you can go fuck yeah Roman you can go fuck yeah Bella or Cole you can go fuck yeah you know what I'm saying like so I was saying to myself MGF would have been it would have been great but then where were you going with MGF? Because he still had to lose his first match. Who was he going to feud with? I was thinking Cassidy, maybe. But then I'm like, okay, you're putting a lot of hope into your two of your pillars of this company way too fucking early. Like, I could see Cassidy MJF going at it for years because one talks, one doesn't. Their styles, like, that is a fucking... That is their rock in Austin in in ten years. You're gonna you might laugh at me and be like, no fucking way, yes way, because those two are young and they are as big as they are now. Imagine in ten years. So like, um, so I got to a point, Jay, where I was like, Mox isn't losing this. Um, match was fucking great. It really was. It was a great, brutal fucking match. MJF blood blood like a fucking sieve um he he showed up today man mjf showed up to the party today or last night he he showed what he what he's made of um he showed he can fucking go he can go with anybody because if you can go with mox and go with anybody because his style is all across the board um and i love the ending because it kind of did what i what i was telling you i think what's going to happen is is that Warlow's going to cost him the title. And, and and he basically did. Well, he didn't interfere necessarily and, and do anything, because at first I said, oh, he's going to fucking interfere because he's fed up with MJF shit. MJF is going to you know push him outside of the ring or some shit is going to happen. Well, that didn't happen. He threw the ring in um, was, while he was distracted the ref by accident. And then uh, Mox hit the paradigm shift, ended the match. Um, I think this is 100% leading to MJF and Warlow as MJF's next feud. I think he's going to push, he's going to go, maybe Wednesday's going to talk enough shit to Wardlow, and Wardlow's going to just say, say enough of this. Um, and I think it's the good way to go, because MJF is already a made commodity. Now you have um, Wardlow, basically, I hate to use Austin and, and um, Fulton as an example here, but, you kind of like do your Diesel Shawn Michaels thing with these two, and you build Wardlow up into this face, big badass, uh, big big badass face. Take out MJF. MJF can't. Here's the thing with MJF, Jay. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but he could take a loss. He's the top heel in the company, in, in my view. Um, 
I mean, because I don't really count Jericho. Unfortunately, he's a heel. So, like, he's just, you know, because he's Jericho. <laughs> but um, MJF, to me, is a top heel in the company. He could take a loss to a young, up-and-coming guy like Wardlow who needs to get that fucking next level. And I think that's what's going to happen. But anyway, I've been on a roll for a good two, three minutes here. So, uh, Tag Jay, tell me what you think about everything. And, yeah. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> first of all, did you see the uh, tweet that Renee yes, sent Yes, yeah, I did. I did. And, and the one that, that MJF yep, sent yep, back? Yep. <laughs> For those that didn't, I'm just going to read this real quick. Renee says, very excited to watch my very handsome husband beat the hell out of that dork at the MJF. That was at 10.17 last night. At 11.52 p.m. last night, MJF tweets out, fuck Wardlow. My bad, not like I was in a brutal war or anything. Actually, dot, 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 fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. He is the top heel in the company um, because Jericho is just, he's, he's Jericho. He's, he's an entertainer. He's not heel or babyface. He's just that good. He, he can be your top heel or your top baby face like that. Cause he is that good. Um, so, you know, earlier when I said there was one great match and there was one good to great yeah. match and the rest were just good. This was that good to great. Um, I think it was the contract signing for me that basically solidified that Mox was going to win this. Um, I just didn't see the need for them to do a title switch yet. And I agree with you. Max is young enough where the losses won't matter. He could take a loss right now. Um, they need to have a top babyface challenger waiting in the wings for MJF once he does finally win that belt. Now, you could argue it could be Cassidy. It could be they're rocking Austin with these two. I'm not going to say it is yet because I think we have to get the fans back and actually see what the reactions are live. I mean, granted, before the pandemic hit, people were, you know, all over Orange Cassidy. He was over. Um, I would have liked to have seen <clears throat> what their reactions would have been with him during this feud with Jericho. So we could measure that more, but say la vie. Um, the match itself, I thought was great. Um, you know, Renee did, I do want to point this out. Renee did say that she has a no compete clause with WWE. That's longer than 90 uh, days. Okay. So granted, it goes back to what I was saying about Matt Hardy earlier though. You don't know what's a work and what's real with these people. You know, their, their business is a work. You know, I mean, that, that's what pro wrestling is. So um, I w would not be mad at anybody for saying one thing and then another thing happens. It's just the nature of the business. So that's why I was – and I knew that last night, but I was still fully calling the fact that she was going to show up. But I'm glad she didn't because it was fine. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say Wardlow costed him the match because 
you know, MJF, he bled buckets in this match. So I'll give him props for that big time. Um, he did show up. It was his calling out, coming out party. He, he, he was, I want to say he was a made man, so to speak, but he definitely proved he belonged. Um, with the blood drop dripping from his face, you know, and in, in his eyes and everything, he probably, you know, Wardlow tossed it to him, but it was more or less like because of the blood, he couldn't see, like he wasn't really, he didn't show like any like emotion, like he was mad at Wardlow, but he probably should have. Um, but it was more or less, you know, Mox is like, Hey, how are you? And then boom, hits the paradigm shift uh, or paradigm, whatever the hell it's called. One, two, three, you know, gets a win. I kind of called that because I, I saw as soon as they put that step in, I'm like, he's going to hit it behind the rest back or something and win it or whatever. And it was, it was cool. It was good. It was good to see it end the way that it did. And, you know, maybe it will lead to a Wardlow face turn. Maybe he'll become this big monstrous baby face. And we'll see what happens. Don't you um, think they need to do that with him, I, though? I don't necessarily say they, they need to do it with him. I think he needs more in-ring matches, though, regardless if he's heel or baby face. Because from what I've seen from the guy, he's still pretty green. Um. This match with Cody obviously was great, the cage match or whatever, but I think more or so that was great because it was Cody that was calling the match. Um, and not that Cody's some you know great, awesome worker like Kenny. I mean, he's good, but he's not on the level of a Kenny, but he's good enough to carry a guy that's as green as Wardlow. He needs um, to be with someone who can carry him in the match, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, don't, I, and I, I don't necessarily know if MJF is that person like like last night was by far his best showing in ring in an AEW ring yet um i i think that uh cool i think that um up until this point he's been more so just the the character mjf the the mouthpiece that's gotten him over and his matches have just kind of been, eh, you know, whatever. But last night, I think, proved that, yeah, okay, not only can he talk, but he can work, too. So, um, but yeah, no, I was I was happy with the finish. I was happy, uh, you know, Moxley at the end, putting his blood on his face and everything. It was quite interesting. The, the spit in the face was an interesting uh, spot, um, you know, I think that is more, I don't want to say offensive or whatever, but I think people should or would be more up in arms over that than, you know, the hardy bump or, or even you know, MJF bleeding like a stuffed pig during the match, you know, just because of the pandemic going on. But I haven't heard one fucking thing about that yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that? Wait, sorry. Well, what part again? Sorry, my, my fucking... Um, my my side broke off for one second. Oh no problem. No, the uh, spit in the face spot. Oh, what was the uh, what, what happened? Like, what was the issue with it? When, no, it just that MJF spat him. Like, like I, I was thinking more people would be upset about that. Oh, than the Hardy bump or, or the fact yeah, that MJF fucking, led like a stone pig. 
because because of the pandemic. Well, that's what. But I haven't I, I haven't heard one person say a damn thing about that. Well, story. regardless of that, fucking Mox was bit biting in his head and like 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 enjoying yeah, the fucking blood in his mouth. Like, and and the funny oh, yeah. thing about that is too is like MJF did eventually clot up enough to where he stopped bleeding. And then fucking Mox was like bashing his head and like he fucking reopened again. And I was like, oh God. And I yeah, was like, here we yeah. go. And um, so so that was nice because you here's the thing, guys, and I don't I've noticed this with blade jobs, is if 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 it's a blade job, it tends to I could be wrong here, but it tends to heal up relatively fast. Unless it's an, a legit bust open i mjf was legitimately busted open and you could just tell like you could tell more so you know i I feel like with with this than than blade job i feel blade jobs sometimes aren't as aggressive as a legitimate bust busted open i could be wrong but i'd have i'd have to go back and watch the spot because i really didn't see where he actually did get busted open in and it made it seem like he did do a blade job when they because when they came back to him he was just covered and i was like oh wasn't it when didn't mox throw him into the outside turnbuckle or something maybe i had to go back myself but okay but yeah um yeah man um great main event uh, you know yeah just just great great ending like the final five actually Every match after the Bucks, uh, you know, for the most part, it to, to me is when the pay per view started. Uh, you might call it crazy, like after the, the first four matches, including the buy in, was to me just an episode of Dynamite. And then the, the the show started with the fucking Royal and Battle Royal, and it just continued. Every match is, was even the Dark Order match was like, even though it was like borderline good, it was still a good enough match that you enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't anything special, but it was a good enough match. So yeah, that, that's what I got in that. But, um, let's talk about the main event, our main event. <laughs> that's, <shy>. Oh man. <laughs> um, I think they can already guess by what match, uh, for me was the great match on the card. <laughs> yeah, man. How do, you, do you want you know one you go first? I, I went first in the last couple ones, and I'll all right. I'll, I'll top I'll finish. All right. all right. So I said this to you, and by far, this was FTR's best match since they lost the titles to DIY at that takeover. And how long ago was that? Five years. Yeah. Now. That's no disrespect to FTR because I still think they're one of the greatest tag teams in the business. Lots of people don't seem to agree with that, but whatever. Say la vie. Um, they haven't been showcased in a light since that match, I think, that has shown what they can do to the extent of what they can do. Um, they also haven't had the right dance partners, I don't think, either, in that regards. Like, when they got called up to the main roster, I mean, maybe if um, – I'm just going to call them by their names now. Cash hadn't gotten hurt, hadn't had his, like, you know, had to have his Josh wired shut, or was that Dax? I forgot. One of the two. 
and they were out for a while at, right after their de- their debut against New Day. I think maybe them and New Day could have had some damn good chemistry and get damn good matches. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did wrestle the New Day since then, right? At least once in WWE. I honestly don't remember. I just I don't want to say yeah, yes, I but I don't either. remember. Well, regardless, the fact that we don't remember is telling. <laughs> That's all yeah, you need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they never really had those type of matches again in WWE, and they haven't been in AEW for that long to yet have a match like that. Um, you know, not that any of their matches have been bad. But <clears throat> I think that they were saving it to this. And thank God they did. Um, that being said about them, Kenny fucking Omega is the best wrestler in the world. I love Chris Jericho. And I know I've said many times he's my favorite. And he is my favorite. When it comes to the best in-ring worker in the entire world. I'm sorry, but we finally saw the Kenny Omega from New Japan last night. We've been waiting for it. We've shown teases of him. He's still done great. He's still done the same moves and matches. But last night, it hit all cylinders. Like, the cleaner, and I know you're going to get there, the cleaner was back. It was just something about the, the the flow of him hitting these moves, the style of the match, everything going. Kenny fucking Omega is the best wrestler in the world. He is. I, I and I there's you can argue, you know, Seth, you can argue Osprey, you can argue Okada, uh, Tanahashi, whoever, Randy Orton, Edge, whatever. They're all great. They're all great. I love them all. But there's something about Kenny fucking Omega that puts him just that tier above everybody else. He's just the fucking man. He's just so good. And he showed it last night. He showed it. He was hitting the moves on the offense. He was attacking. He played the Ricky Morton FIP face in peril. Uh, He did everything. He did everything in that match. And Adam Hainman Page, you want to talk about a guy who is going to be the top babyface in this company one day. We said it last year during All Out, and All Out is his. All Out has become his event now, where he has to climb over that 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 hurdle and. It's almost like reverse Undertaker for Mania. He's gonna. It's only been two. I get it. Need more time to build it up. But when he finally wins that title, and I'm talking three, four years down the road, it's not gonna be anytime soon. But when he does, I guarantee you it will be it all out. I guarantee you it will, because that's the way that they build. They're building him up and building that event up and building that story up with him. I just loved the match. I thought it was phenomenal. I really did. It, was it as good as Kenny and the Bucks or Kenny and uh, Heyman against the Bucks? No, but it was very damn close. It was very damn close. It was the most emotion I showed in any match that entire night last night. I thought all four guys worked hard. I thought FTR 
not only very brain buster esque, which she texted me about, but they, sh- they I mean, and, and Jr. called it all the moves from all the other teams. They're they're, they're not just like a a throwback to the brainbusters. They're throwback to tag team wrestling. Period. The fucking Steiner Bulldog, the double uh, headbutt British Bulldogs, the Spike Pile Driver, not once but twice brainbusters. I mean, so many things that these guys do as a tag team. They there's a reason why they are considered to be by some the best tag team in pro wrestling, if not, you know, definitely in my top three for sure. Uh, some people top five, top ten, some people think they're overrated, whatever. I love them. I love the fact that they won. I love the fact how they won. I love that Tully didn't really get involved much and at the end, you know, he was jumping up and down had the shoes on. They mentioned about the shoes and the jackets, the Brain Buster colors. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then, <laughs> and I know you got a lot to say about this, but the end, where Kenny grabbed the TV table tray <laughs> and totally teased like he was going to hit Heyman. He threw it down. Heyman comes over. He just moves and he falls down and he walks out. And the whole thing following him to the back. That's the first time I believe we have ever seen what the backstage going from the ring to the backstage actually fully is with AEW. And I liked seeing that. I liked that it was Kenny for the first time and the Bucks and doing the whole thing, going to the car, <clears throat> saying, you know, whatever he said about needs to be cleaned. And, uh, you know, like old times that's run like we did before gets in the car. You with me, you're not with me, gets in the car, he leaves the bucks are just standing there. And I know you mentioned, you know, they need a villain to make it complete. And I think they probably do, but I think for starters, at least they can go back to where the elite is exactly what it originally was. Kenny and the bucks. Do I think it's going to be right away? No, I think they're going to slow build it. Not necessarily as slow build as they're trying to do with this horseman angle, which we can talk about later because I don't think there really is a horseman angle anymore, but that's besides the point. But I think enough where, you know, a month maybe, give it a little build. They're back together. It's the elite as it was intended to be and see where they go with it. But I loved it, man. I, I absolutely loved it. I said a lot. I know you got a lot to say. Tag, you're it. Yeah, man. This, um, well, first I'll say this. I do think FTR is overrated to an extent. I, I still, okay, when I look at the tag team picture all across the board, you know, I maybe people will be, I, I look at, to me, there's four teams that need to be in discussion. And it's the Bucks, it's FTR, it's the Usos, when healthy and the North and everybody else can just go away for right now. In my opinion. Yeah. You might, you could throw motor motor city. You can throw in um, the new day, which I think are just a comedy relief. Hey, there's so many tag teams, but to me, those are the four FTR is definitely in there. And it's just a matter of what style you like, you know, they put on a fucking hell of a performance. They put on that heel tag team last night to the fullest their in-ring ability was off the charts this whole match all four of them man it, it was cool seeing hangman in a uh, long tights he needs to keep that i think he looks better um hangman 
it's funny because, you know, we talk about MJF, we talk about Cassidy, you know, Darby Allen. Those guys were all signed to AEW last year. It wasn't like they weren't signed to AEW. And who did they give that title shot to? Hangman Adam Page. That wasn't because, that wasn't for shits and giggles. Like, they know what they have in Adam Hangman Page. He is a pup still. He is young as well. And you're right, Jay. He is going to be one of, if not the top face in this company at some point. You know, it's going to be him. It's going to be Cassidy and it's going to be Darby. Or maybe not even Darby. I can see Darby going to heel at some point. But, you know, and then you throw Jungle Boy in there. You know, that's, that's, that's the future of this company in 15 years when, you know, Jericho's done and Omega and Mox are and you know at their fucking end. You know, that's what's gonna happen, Harry. But um Omega Page looked great. The, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. This was I'm gonna say this because me and you were always on I'm on Orton a lot, I'm on Seth a lot, you know, Cole, we talk about Jericho, blah blah blah. I think it's safe to say, and one can argue that Kenny's been the best wrestler in the world since since 2016. I, 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 you know, you might even go 2015. He has been that good. He's just under the radar because he doesn't put himself like he's never like for some, somehow he's never like on a pedestal like other wrestlers are. And he doesn't want to be, but I think it's coming to where he's going to be. You know, they, they've even said, like, you know, before, like, people have asked, well, how come Kenny's not in the championship picture, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, they got established guys and, you know, everything like that. And, you know, Kenny will be there at some point. And I think it's coming. It's it just a matter of when. Um, we saw the cleaner come back to life. 100%. Um, the only thing about the ending, I will say this, is that, Kenny stormed out mad at, at Paige, and I don't get that part because Paige didn't do anything necessarily wrong. He just lost. Kenny couldn't get back in the ring. So like, so I maybe it was just a frustration with Paige that got it. I, I don't know. I'm curious to where they're going with that. Um, I, I think it's because it, 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 I mean you can't really blame him for it, but if you're going to heal with them, which they should. It's the fact that Paige didn't duck for the V-trigger like Kenny oh, ducked okay. for the buckshot gotcha. Which I love those spots, by the way. <laughs> oh, dude. But, and I, so, the ending, man, I, I fucking love this. I love it. I love that he said it's time for a cleaning spree. And um, I love that he got in, like, the black mafia-looking fucking car. Like, you know, like, he, he was the cleaner again, and it's like, you know. F- and did you notice it had his logo on the window? Yeah. <laughs> was yeah, awesome. and it's like, you know, and it and, and with the Bucks teasing a heel or turn earlier in the night, um, I said it to you. I said, hey, you know, they need a villain. And, you know, and Marty, like, I know he's got accusations is why he's off a of Ring of Honor. But, I mean, hey, if Ring of Honor wants to cut ties – you know, his friends are going to be there for him. He, you know, he didn't commit a crime. It just looks shady, you know, from Americans eyes, you know, and that's essentially what the situation is. 
um, to some Americans, I should say. Um, so I'm fully expecting this to go to, and I said this to you, I don't see Archer taking the belt off of Mox. I think it's just going to further build him up to be a, a, an important figure figure or he, he very well might take the belt off of him and they might have a, you know, two or three matches where, you know, uh, eventually Mox wins it back, whatever the case may be. I think this is leading to a heel Omega against Mox at some point here for the title. Um, and I'll, I what well, real yeah. quick. I, I just said something pop in my head. What if cage cost Archer the title? And yeah, we get the unlikely weird combination alliance of Darby Allen and Lance Archer against Ryan Cage and Ricky Stark. Well, and now that you said that, that, that that's funny because that. there was another. I was just reading another post that said Tony Khan says they have big plans for the FTW title, and uh-huh. I think we could very much, we could see Archer and Cage for the FTW title at, at some point here. And yeah. And even the unlikely pairing of, I mean, hell, you know, Darby's a fucking interesting character. And I think with a mouthpiece like Jake, you know, it, it could be an interesting pairing. We'll see. But um, I think this is definitely leading to Omega and Page. I mean, I'm sorry, Omega and Moxley here at some point. I think, you know, obviously I think full gear will get Page and, uh, Omega first and I think we'll get probably Omega and Mox at either um, Revolution which I hope because if it's in Chicago I would love to see that uh, which would be interesting because Mox won the title at, at Revolution so you know it it could you know what you know something else that popped yeah. in my head if they want to really solidify Kenny as a yeah. heel the one thing that they could have him do, mm, yeah, 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 I guess I could see this happening. I don't know if she's over enough to have it cause it, but I could see them in their eyes thinking maybe it would. Have him turn on Rio, have him hit a V trigger on her. That would be. <laughs> you imagine? I, I know she would do it because she trusts Kenny. I know I, I'm sure Kenny would be fine doing it too, as long as she's cool with it. But oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I could see that'd be interesting. It just really depends on how they go about this. But I, I definitely see him. And once again, I, I said this earlier about MJF. Hangman can take a loss, and he's not going to lose to Omega. You know, he'll put on a good showing, and Omega will eventually win the match. So, and that makes sense. Uh, you mean he's not going to beat him? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. he's not going to beat him. Um, so, and you know, I'll say this too, Jay. I think me and you just both got a hard on, I, I should say, over the possible four horsemen scenario. And I think yeah, you're right. They yeah, they us. did. I think I think you're right. I think it was to further Tully, and I think Tully managing FTR. And I think what also, and I should have brought this up earlier, is I think. The Cody thing, the family thing was more so for him and Dustin to either to like reconnect or something with with the whole Dark Order thing, and I and I, and I think this whole and then this other portion of that tree was to reform the old elite or old elite Bullet Club trio of 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 Page and the Bucks or sorry Omega and the Bucks. And 
hopefully, I, I as, I, as I can pray, Marty at some point. I don't know. Mind you guys, this is all, I'm, I'm, it could be a pipe dream. I'm hoping here. I just think that it would be, it would make sense because that's, that's the group I want to see. You know, no offense to Paige, but he was just kind of like an add-on at the end. You know, like he was there, you know, like, so it was fine. He was a member of the elite, but, you know, it wasn't the elite, you know, like to me, you know, the, the elite, <laughs> that's the Bucks and Omega and, and, and Marty, you know, to me at least. So I, we'll see, but, um, well, he, he man was in bullet club before Marty was, no, he was, he was, uh, but I just, in terms of, I don't know. I just, to me, the group is like Marty's a more important piece to that group, like the elite part. Than than page than page, and 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 that's where yeah. I, that's kind of where I mean not necessarily a bullet club, but with with with, with elite, right. you know. So that's yeah, we'll see. But man, this match is fucking excellent. I, I'm can't wait to see where this goes with with Omega and everything. And God, man, if he shows up with that with those glasses and that dark hair, and I, I'm gonna fucking pop, man. I, I just <laughs> pop. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say this in regards to the horseman angle and and all these other things happening right now, they could still be doing it, but when they started teasing it, maybe they thought, okay, let's give them a tease to see what kind of reactions and what kind of, you know, interest people would have, what kind of buzz online or whatever. And I think they got enough buzz to want to do it, but I think that they might be wanting to wait until the fans are back. Not necessarily at 10% capacity, but we're talking full arenas in order to do that. And this is their way of saying, all right, we're not going to go this way right now. We're going to make them think we're, you know, we're going to forget about it and just do this. But when the time is right, we will revisit it and do it again. And if that's the case, Tony Khan is a very smart man. <laughs> yeah. And I know I gave him, I know I gave AEW a lot of shit about being stagnant, about, you know, maybe those creative juices aren't flowing as much, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe now that I'm thinking about all this, maybe this is all, you know, going back to the Hardy thing earlier, maybe it's a work, maybe it's by design, maybe this is exactly the route they want to go. And, yeah, you can get pissed at them because you really wanted to see it, but at the same time, you can't really be pissed at them because you can't blame them because at the end of the day, it's still a business. And whenever it does happen, they know they got us hooked. We know they got us hooked. It's still going to happen, and we're still going to love it. So either way, though, it's it, – it, uh, yeah, the, the tag team title match, by far, match of the night. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't really have too much more to say. Oh, um, which we gotta talk about this um when we get when we get off the phone um or we get off the uh the podcast. Uh, so me and Jay are going to Warrior Wrestling next Saturday. Um, yes, we and are. We do have our press. When we don't have our our actual press passes at the moment, but we are going there as press, and we will be. Um, luck. Thank, thankfully, or thank. I want to thank. I know Jay does probably too. Uh, Warrior Wrestling too for us to get the the yes. free passes not only to the Fan Fest but also the field seats to actually enjoy the event. 
Um, so that's awesome on, on their part. And um, we're going to – yeah. Thank you, Principal Steve. <laughs> they're going to um, – they're going to – we're going to get some interview. I don't know of, from who or what, and that's what we got to figure out. Um, there is a host of people that we want to try to get to, um, and just going to be a matter of – who we could get to basically, you know, who, who has time, who is not mobbed. Um, so th- yeah, we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna actually announce stuff ahead of time. Cause we just don't know yet. But um, once we go, once we figure it out, once we, you know, we get maybe commitments to possibly do interviews, not necessarily live, but at another time, uh, all of that, once we know all that, we will definitely let you guys know. But just know we are going. We will be covering the event. We'll be covering the Fan Fest. We'll be talking to wrestlers. You'll be hearing them for the first time exclusively on the CNJ Wrestling Show. And more than likely, it's going to be a video form format. Uh, I don't know yet if we're going to... Uh just recorded voice. There's just some things me and Jay got to talk about, but I'm, I think more than likely it's going to be video, videoed interviews. Um, I just think it'd be the easiest way to go about it. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but I just wanted to throw it out to everybody. And uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I got. Um, nothing really else has happened in the wrestling world too much um, to really be of importance. I mean, the only thing, um, AOP got released, which kind of saw yeah, coming, yeah. but I don't anticipate them uh, not being signed by uh, Impact, AEW, or Ring of Honor anytime soon. I think they're still waiting on uh, Razor, I believe, to come back from from injury. Um, I I don't yeah. know if they'll. I could I could see them in the NWA. Actually. Yeah, or, yeah, or even in the end. Yeah, even at NWA. Um, I just a matter of. I mean. They're going to get signed. I don't know if there will be. A, I'm going to imagine they'd still be a team. I don't see. I don't see them going separately. But I could be wrong. Um, and yeah, so so that's all I got. And if you got anything else, uh, just real quickly, we forgot about the whole Kip Sabian uh, interview. Where on Wednesday, Dynamite, he's going to announce his best man. Oh yeah, who's not just his his best man. He is the best man. And yeah, he Penelope and Kip are getting married, which. We knew about that months ago because of the Penelope's Twitter post. But anyway, um, congratulations to the happy couple. But uh, <laughs> I was joking around with you when I sent this to you. But wouldn't it be funny if this was Jimmy Havoc's return to the company? I, it's not happening, but it'd be hilarious if it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it crossed my mind as a way, but I feel like that would be almost a slap in the face because, you know, the best man is like, you know, he's supposed to be like, like, not, it's funny because the best man, you say best man, it's like, you know, the best man. It's like, you know, but if you think about it from like a guy standpoint, the best man runs the bachelor party and, uh, you know, like, and I'm like, and you're gonna have Jimmy having it just, eh, that's not necessarily <laughs> the greatest look. I'm gonna, uh, I said this to you and I think this is who it'll be. I could be wrong, but I, I just have a feeling it's Mike Bennett. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, but I just have this feeling it's Mike Bennett. Um, yeah. So I could see Mike and Mike and Maria against Kip and Penelope. That'd be interesting. Exactly. And I don't necessarily see Maria showing up yet, but I but I see no, Mike Bennett, and 
I think I just I don't know why I just see him cost or just interfering in this uh the actual wedding part. Maybe Maria comes out. Something's gonna happen here. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sticking with Mike Bennett. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm gonna be wrong, but I'm sticking with Jimmy. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, all right. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um. And we'll be back with you soon. I'll uh, probably not till I don't, I don't know. We don't know yet, but it, it'll be at some point uh, this yeah. coming week. Um, we got a lot going on this week um, with uh, with the Warrior Wrestling and everything. So um, you know, I, I think me and Jay both agree we're not going to just do shows, you know, every day. Especially, it's hard to. I don't want to waste your guys' time um, covering shitty product and and matches that just is yeah. a waste. Um, so if we got to combine three companies into an hour and a half show, then we're going to do it, you know, and keep yep. it at, at that way. Keep it that way. Just kind of how we covered SmackDown today. To me, that was a perfect way to cover a show. We, we don't want to go through 20 matches and 19 of them suck because it just doesn't make sense. Um, and yeah, and that's yep. what we got, man. So uh, we, we'll, we'll be back with you soon. Um, anything else, Jay? I'm good, man. All right. You guys have a good night and or good day, and we'll be we'll be back with you soon. All right. Bye bye now.